This episode of the podcast is brought to you by people who throw up after hearing other people throw up. Zach, stop. Zach. I think curiosity elevates everyone. Curiosity is what makes a great life. Continuously being curious, no matter what life throws at you, is uh, what will make your life full. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that knows the difference between a method actor and acting in a method. Hey. I'm Zach, <laughs> joined always by Frank. Hi. And here- We're doing another list week. We're doing- a list month. We're or, doing uh, the listy boys. Yep. So um, I'm, I'm going to take the liberty here and- Oh, are you? And, and call this segment the acting chops. Mm. I, okay. I, I, feel I think like it should it just would... be acting chops, not the acting chops. Well, we can we can talk about it later okay, we will. after the podcast. All right. Just screaming um, at each our other. Our marriage is really on thin ice here. I think the bar <laughs> should be there. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back to Acting Chops. Hey, all right, cool. Featured through Roll the Credits. All right. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing our top five favorite actors, whether they're underrated um, or just all around great. Yeah, so this was much more difficult than directors. Oh, At yeah. least I found it much more difficult. I had a rough time with this um, one. And I kind of kept mine to like the past like two decades because mm. it for me, like going back of like all time, it was just too many actors and I, and I literally just could not figure out like my list. No, so I, I, I kind of kept mine within the past, like pretty much like 2000s to 2020. So mm. the past two decades. So no Marlon Brando's like none of that oh, like man. for me like yeah, you know, I know what I mean like although I he is up there streetcar named Desire Marlon Brando I mean Godfather Woo! Marlon Brando yeah <laughs> um, but you know so I had I kept mine like pretty pretty like uh, pretty much actors who are still working today for the most part that's how I did it I don't know how you did it because. Th- for the most if, part, if it was like actors of all time, yeah, it's rough. I don't know. We couldn't do this in I, five. I, yeah, I, I just I wasn't able to do it, so I just kept mine to like contemporary for the most part, like modern actors who are working today. That's why, like, I I was going back and forth, and I was like, man, I could add in like Vincent Price and like Bela Lugosi, yeah, and then I was like. Ah oh, fuck! I can't do this because yeah. then where's the actors that I love today? Yeah, exactly. gonna sit. So, so. Maybe, maybe we'll do like past like ones who who you know like yeah, the greats can, from back in maybe like the 60s to like 80s or whatever we're gonna I don't know how we're gonna do it but yeah all of for mine, me are yours pretty much like modern as well because we haven't we didn't even share our list this time i have number five i haven't gotten to anything else yet oh okay <laughs> so i'm gonna be working episode as, to episode yeah, all right cool i, I have my list all right um for but you, yeah, Frank. Go first all right this is kind of your this is mine yeah so for number five like i i honestly believe this man is incredibly underrated. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. Even though he's in a lot of movies, I still feel like he's underrated. Okay. And I feel like he deserves what he deserves in this, even though he's number five. <laughs> even though he's my worst of the five. <laughs> even though he's the least best of all of these, he's still great. Yeah. And that man is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic. You look at like some of his filmography. You look at like Nightcrawler, which was nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, he unfortunately didn't win it though. No, but we we've, we've talked about Nightcrawler, Nocturnal Animals. We've also talked about where he just played like a really great role of like a man broken yeah. in that. 
Uh, he was in Brokeback Mountain as one of the. Um, he was the lover. Yes, and have I, you ever actually seen Brokeback Mountain? I haven't. I know you have. It's and actually like, it's, very good. Like that's I know all I've I, heard. Yeah, and, yeah and, like, like it's it, not actually like the whole like. I don't know. I, I remember when I was younger, everyone was like making fun of it because it was like the homosexuality thing and all that. But that's actually not really like the, the main like, thing. That's of not it. like that's like a portion of the film. Yeah. But it's really not like the the meat and potatoes of it because they're actually like one of them actually has like a wife and is like married and you know and yeah. It's, so he's it's just, just experimenting like, kind it's, of. It's just a it's a really interesting movie, but it's it's very very good. That's why, like, I mean, that's all I heard when it was, like, middle school. It was like, oh, bro, you watch Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. You're gay. Yeah. And it's like, us as adults yeah. watching the film, I could probably pick it apart and be like, wow, this is really good. It's, it's a very good movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, so, on top of that, too, Enemy. Enemy is um, very really good. Liked, I really I want to eventually talk about Enemy. Yeah. Because I think it's a really cool idea for a film. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Darko. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that course. movie. Donnie Darko is like early Jake Gyllenhaal, but, but like it's, that's a that's also a strange. It's film. It's a strange film. I always go back to where it's like the sister is calling him like a fuckhead, and he's like, "Fuck you, head fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Did you just call your sister a head fuck?" <laughs> uh, he was in the Prince of Persia movie. He in was. 2010. That was that was a. It was not a good movie. No, but. He looked great in it. <laughs> he had the long hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, most recently. Yeah, that with Mysterio. I thought that, I thought that was an interesting choice. I, my actor, the one that I chose is. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping goes in the direction, but um, I thought that that was an interesting choice for him because he, Jake Gyllenhaal. I agree that he. I think he should be in one of our top fives, and I'm glad he's in yours. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that he does really really great with like more like independent kind of films like more like story driven films yeah so kind of like what um robert pattinson is doing today yes with, like absolutely. choosing like more like art house indie films that are mm-hmm. like much more like plot and story driven although he's gonna they, be batman although, yeah although he's gonna be <laughs> batman and jake jenhall went went into the uh the, the marvel. superhero marvel universe as well but yeah i mean jake jenhall always basically kills it Pretty Honestly, much. even if even if the film isn't great, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Hall is always kind of like a person that you can be like, okay, but at least Jake Hall is fucking great in the movie. Because yeah. he, he did, you, oh, you never saw Okja. We actually were talking no. about this last time. No, I haven't gotten to Okja, see that yet. He's, he plays a really odd character in mm-hmm. it, like extremely like flamboyant and just like out of there. Um, but I mean, I don't know. My, my biggest fear, because I really like Jake Hall, but my mm-hmm. biggest fear is that he's going to turn into like a Nicolas Cage. Oh, like just go a little too like, on like he, the like he's just side. gonna start like saying yes to every movie <laughs> script that's given to him. No, that's Nicolas Cage. That's what I just said. Oh, <laughs> we've done this before. I thought you said Jack Nicholson. <laughs> we've done this exact. You're all right. That bit literally before. just happened. That, that happened before. No, 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 no. God Nicolas damn Cage. it! <laughs> you gotta pay attention more. <laughs> so yeah, Nicolas Cage. Uh, I think uh, my biggest fear for Jake Gyllenhaal is that he's gonna just start saying yes to everything. Yeah. And then just start making like awful films and like ruin his career. But I sure as hell hope not because I do believe that he's actually a very talented actor. I believe Nicolas so. Cage back in like the '90s oh. was the fucking man. You ever seen Wicker Man? I have seen Wicker Man. That movie's not good. Yeah, but he punches the lady have you ever in seen the face. Con Air. Yeah, 
Have you seen Con Air? Yeah, I it's feel all like right. That's, you've never seen Con Air. I know you haven't. I can tell oh. when you haven't. <laughs> if you mention what the premise is, then I'm probably I'm not going to tell you because oh. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to Google it now. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, right. So, Jake Zillanol. Yes. Yeah, so, most recently, like we were saying, he played Mysterio in the Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Which again, like, is is cool. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, look at Jake Gyllenhaal like breaking into the Marvel universe." Mm-hmm. And for a very obscure Spider-Man villain, he did a really good job. I never saw it. I don't know. He played a very like methodical, very like smart, very intelligent man of trying to work over Nick Fury and Spider-Man, trying to say that like he was from the other dimension, and he was basically like their version of spider-man like the hero of new york city Mm. and it all just turns out like he was brought in here to try and take over and like break down shield because oh shield is like the organization right yeah and then they they can they protect the earth and then you have sword which protects space ah i don't know much about them but i I have a question (laughs) for you a little bit of a little bit of a divergent from uh jake gyllenhaal Mm mm-hmm but how was uh wasn't Jamie Foxx in the Spider-Man movie? Or wasn't Jamie Foxx in yeah. some Marvel film where he played like some electric guy? He was in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he played Electro. How was that? Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Um that movie Because I saw the trailers for that and I was like that movie looks messy and oh, and Jamie yeah. Foxx in that movie looks awful. So the real villain in that is Electro. The However, the real villain is the director. Yeah, because <laughs> the plot cuz they were also like, "Hey, let's also throw in the villain Rhino, but let's only show him for the last like 2 minutes." Oh. And then let's also throw in the Goblin. Not the Green Goblin, not Hobgoblin, but just the Goblin. And it was just like this side story Yeah, that messy. didn't need to be. The only cool thing was that they went through with killing Gwen Stacy mm. from in the comics where yeah. Spider-Man like goes to like web her in the leg and then save her and the whiplash actually like snaps her neck. Right. And I remember sitting in the theater and I threw my hat down and... And I was like, fuck yeah, they actually went through with it. <laughs> and my friend, who's sitting right next to me, bursts out laughing. The, the, the theater is packed, and it's dead silent. He's just laughing, so he looks like a dick <laughs> in front of everybody because he, it looks like he's just laughing at this girl being killed. Right, right. But he's really just laughing at me for being a nerd. <laughs> so, yeah, that movie was garbage. But back to Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. So... He, he did a great job in that. Uh, most recently, too, he was in Velvet Buzzsaw. I never saw it. That, I, I, I think, did not like that movie. Yeah. Um, I, di- I didn't get the chance to see it. I thought the premise was really cool from the trailer. But my dad also said the same thing where it was like, eh. It was, re- it was like one of those films that I think is so... Do you know what like uh, esoteric is? So like I know the word so, I can't picture. So like it basically is just kind of like a film or or anything really that is kind of like only meant for like a small group of people that only that like have the knowledge of mm. that one specific thing. Okay. Um like the and, divide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um so I think that that movie kind of was like really really um self-indulgent with like the whole uh thing of like art 
and like modern art and like what art really is. And I think it was like so left field with it that mm. I just didn't understand anything. And I, and I think it was like a little, I think it was kind of trying too hard to be artsy and like be so weird and obscure that I think it kind of missed the whole point of like making an engaging story. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Um, the whole movie is so bizarre. It just, I, I mean, but Jake Gyllenhaal in it was decent. I was gonna say, like, was Jake Gyllenhaal good? Because that brings up the point yeah, that yeah, we were he, making he, before. He's good, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten the chance to see it yet, but I eventually want to. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably worth a watch. I just didn't love it. But uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think uh, I don't know. Do you have like a favorite performance by him that you wrote down? Ooh. Nightcrawler. Yeah, I think I think like him playing yeah. as. The, the Himself, main character basically yeah pretty much the main <laughs> character in nightcrawler he really just like takes that idea and like just runs with it and that that kind of like segues into my next well first let me ask you like what your favorite performance um, by jake gyllenhaal is yeah for me it's a toss-up between nightcrawler and tom, yeah fuck right <laughs> tom, no tom the tom ford movie what was it i can't think of it now tom ford movie yeah the film the movie that you brought what are, what are the list of movies that you have? Nightcrawler, Nocturnal yes, Animals. Yes, Nocturnal Animals. Oh, okay. Tom Ford. Um, it's a toss up between. You should probably edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> a toss up between uh, Nightcrawler and Nocturnal Animals. Um, I guess I would probably weigh a little bit more towards Nightcrawler, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's really why. Tough. Like, yeah, I mean, he's. He's been nominated for like countless awards, but like he's never won an Oscar before. Yeah, you know, uh, who, you know what I was actually just thinking about the other day. Hmm. I was thinking about how I felt like if Jake Gyllenhaal was in was the main character in uh, Ex Machina, I think he would have not he not Oscar Isaac, but like yeah. the kid that gets like. You know, brought on yeah, to Donald the, Gleason's yeah, character. I think that that would have been a really, really interesting dynamic between yeah, the two. Yeah, because Jake Gyllenhaal, th- there's like two different types of Jake Gyllenhaals. There's like the bearded Jake Gyllenhaal, who's kind of like the rougher, more tougher, yeah. and then there's like the clean shaven, skinny like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. That's kind of, like, and I think that if he was like the clean shaven, like skinny one, mm-hmm. it would have worked out really. I well. I think that that could have been like a really cool dynamic between Oscar Isaac and him. I think so too. Not to throw any like doubt for Donald Gleason. No, in because that film, he's but, great. He's so but good. Like, but then we're gonna start to get to the point where it's like, what if Jake Gyllenhaal was in this movie for this? What if character? Jake Gyllenhaal was in every movie ever? What if he played oh. every character in every film? <laughs> <laughs> what if he played every character in the live-action Jumanji movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's he's been like nominated countless times, but the only thing that he's really won um, that I think is at least deserving of him was the Austin Film Critics Association winner for best actor in Nightcrawler. Yeah. And he honestly deserves a lot more. Um I I would I have like a couple of little snippets too where he's the son of a director as well like yeah. uh Steven um Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And it doesn't roll off the tongue that well. Yeah, and if then you... His sister's an actress too. I can't remember her name. Sister's an actress and then his mother is a screenwriter. Yeah. So he comes from family. like yeah, he comes from like a huge family of films. Yeah. And then I mean he's listed as it 
I can see it in like some films, but like I wouldn't personally say that he is one, but like he's listed a lot as a method actor. And I don't think like he's a method actor to the degree of like Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson Mm -hmm. playing the Joker, but he is, I, I would say that he is a method actor for like Nightcrawler and like Nocturnal Animals where like he really just like deep dives into the roles. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I agree with that. I think, think, uh, I think that you could tell that for the most part in every, like I, I would, I would argue that I've never really seen Jake Dillenhall just kind of like phone it in. No. Like he, I've never seen him in a, in a movie where he, even if the movie isn't good and he, cause he's probably like, like knowing like, Hey, this movie, this isn't the best movie, but he still gives it 110% all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So cool. And then last little thing that I have for Jake Gyllenhaal is a quote from him from an interview, Ooh. which I thought was really well done. So he says a good script doesn't mean it will translate to a great film and vice versa. What makes a great film is the energy that is brought to the set. And I think that really just, sells the fact of like who he is because he does bring the energy every single time he's on set. Yeah. And I think that's why he had to make my top five. I agree with it. I agree with it. Uh, he didn't make my top five, but he has he, to be he, he in, was there in there somewhere. He was, he, I wrote him down as like who I was, you know, uh, tossing up between and he just didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. But this man did. Ooh. Um, all right. So my number five, is somebody who I have stood by through all of the bullshit <laughs> and all of the, the the crazy headlines and everything that the man went through. And, uh, and I have always, always argued that he is a shining light in every film that he's in. And that is, and I think you're going to be really surprised about this, and I was a little surprised about mm-hmm. this, that he made my top five. And that is Shia LaBeouf. What? Yeah. Really? I what? I love Shia. That man is bonkers. <laughs> no, no, no. That he, man is he straight is, up bonkers. He is insane. Um, and I think I I may I think that um one of the reasons as to why I really he made my top five list and why I even considered him mm-hmm. was because. I, I recently saw his movie Honey Boy, and I don't know if you saw that. No, I don't even know if you're um, even aware you can keep of what going. that was. I gotta look up like his filmography while um, while you're going. So yeah, so in Honey Boy, he wrote and I don't he didn't direct it, but he did write it. Um, and he plays his dad. He and, plays his own dad. Yeah, oh, and cool. he plays his father, and then there's a kid, a, a young child who's playing him, and you kind of see the life that he lived growing up. Mm-hmm. And he ba- he wrote that screenplay while he was um, kind of like in like, I think he was kind of like a way doing like kind of like an AA thing where it was kind of like him like getting sober and whatnot because he struggles with alcoholism yeah. and depression. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I learned so much to that movie where you just see the life that he lived and how his dad treated him and how where how he lived in the lifestyle they were like just straight up living in like in a motel like that was like what he did he was just living in a motel mm-hmm. and his father was uh, very abusive um and i've and he's kind of like just gone through his entire life of like as like a child actor and then you know even steven's kind of like propelled his career to where like even steven was actually like a success and and whatnot um and i think that uh 
although he, again, has been insane and has done a lot of numerous stunts with, I mean, there's been so many things, like the whole, like, I'm not famous anymore, where he, like, I don't know if, even if you're aware of that, but he basically, like, went to, like, a red carpet event, mm-hmm. and he and he wrote I'm not famous anymore on a uh, on like a paper like a brown paper bag and like put it over his head like that was like <laughs> and like that's what he did and then he did this one thing where he like had he had like a room that he was in and mm-hmm. then he was basically like you can people just lined up and it was like you can do anything that you want to me so he would just sit there and people could just punch him, kick him, spit on him, slap him, kiss him, hug him, whatever it was. But anything that they wanted to do, they were allowed to do to him. Because he, he, he started like, you know, you know, the whole, obviously the whole meme thing of like, just do just it. Just do it, yeah. That whole, like, he started doing like performance art. And that was like part of like these like little stunts. But anyway, that's kind of like the personal life of him. Um, but every movie that he's in, for the most part, that, I, that I've seen him in, again, similar to like how I feel about Jake Gyllenhaal, where like he's always giving it his all. Mm-hmm. Um, Honey Boy is a really, really good movie and it just shows you like his life and I think that it's important to see. I mean, at least even if you don't like Jake Gyllenhaal because of all the crap that, that he's done, um, I think you can sort of understand a little bit more of like who he is and like why he is the way he is because he does suffer from PTSD from all the abuse and whatnot that he had from his dad. Um, I mean, that's why like, I mean, like I don't, I don't hate Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I am honestly surprised that you picked him in there, but a lot of like, my my remnants of like Shia LaBeouf Transformers <laughs> yeah honestly like nostalgia type things like him being in all the Transformers movies except for like um I, I think like when Mark Wahlberg took over yeah <laughs> like a couple of the newer ones yeah, yeah. um but like the original three for for yeah. Transformers like I remember him being in that um Holes Holes is so good though I loved I love Holes, Holes as a kid I would watch that like every summer when it would come on <laughs> so good i i loved it and he plays like a really good role in that film yeah um but i personally kind of obviously go towards like the more new stuff so obviously him playing his own father in um a honey boy it was truly a great great performance uh you know he did um i don't know if you ever saw fury um, like the tank, like the war no, tank film. No, I know of it though. With I Brad really Pitt enjoy that movie, and he plays a really, really interesting guy who's like all about like religion, mm-hmm. and um, is all about like kind of like saving your soul, kind of like before you get killed in this war, and like where you're gonna kind of go next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was, I think he's truly, truly fantastic in it. I don't know if you saw, but it was either it was either late last year or. or it was either last year or like late 2018. The peanut butter thing. Yeah, peanut butter falcon. No, I wanted to though. So you would love that movie because it's ba- it's about a guy. It's about a guy who has Eating peanut butter. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's about a kid who is he's in some type of like hospital. Like not, I don't know. He's he's kind of like he he suffers from. I don't know if he's like has like full blown like Down syndrome or what exactly he has. But he's he has like a kind of like a place where you know he, like a home where like he he's getting taken care of and whatever. And then mm-hmm. he decides to leave. And to become a professional wrestler, oh, okay. which is just what you love. Like that's like yeah, your I love thing. wrestling. So, and then Shia LaBeouf is kind of like his, you know, right hand guy, and they're kind of like going through together. And I mean, it's just a, it's 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 kind of like a feel good movie. Mm-hmm. But again, Shia, I think that may be like a career best for him, either between that and Honey Boy. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then also. Oh, so I don't think you probably ever saw this. And I didn't love the movie, but again, Shia's performance in it. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? No, no, no. Could we talk Um, about that after this? Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, There's a movie called The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. Nope, never seen it. And that movie is basically like a romance film, 
but it then turns into kind of like him getting involved with like the wrong people and mm. then it ends up being like uh, i mean i you I, he plays charlie countryman and the the title is the necessary death of charlie countryman mm. so you you can kind of see like where it leads to and like the what kind of like what happens yeah um but it again i think he does a fantastic job and a film that i haven't seen in a very long time but I watched it a few times, and from my memory, I always I thought it was a very, very like fun thriller, and I think Shia is great in it. Is Disturbia? Yes. Which I'm not sure if you remember that movie, but it's basically it's kind of like him. Uh, he sees or he thinks that he sees his neighbor murder somebody, mm-hmm. and he's under house arrest because yes. uh, yep. whatever. I think he like punches a teacher or something, um, and his father gets killed and all that, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, yeah, so it's then like him basically like trying to prove to the police or somebody that this man is a murderer, mm-hmm. but he can't leave like the confines of his house because yeah. he's under house arrest. And if he does, the police show up and all that. Um, Which is a great movie, too, because like a lot, like even to this day, like a lot of people still kind of like make bits out of it. Do they? Yeah, like um, most recently, like uh, I fucking, I don't know, one of the newer seasons of family guy did like a whole thing of it oh okay like did a whole episode with like brian and stewie and they look across and see like uh the principal murder his wife but it's it just turns out to be a bag of like spaghettios <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then i'm not sure if you saw this movie but again i i, I like this movie it's called lawless and it's kind of mm-hmm. like they're it's him tom hardy and somebody else uh and they are kind of like bootleggers in like the 20s Okay. And I love that era. I love that yeah, era. You, you love like Western yeah, stuff. Yeah. So they're like, and they're just kind of like going around just doing shenanigans and people get killed and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, similar to like, I guess kind of like how I feel and sort of how you feel about <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal where, although, you know, I would say I, I, I can acknowledge the fact that he, Shia has not been in the best of films always. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as of right now, like 2018 2019 going into 2020 going in and going into the like future of that he's hitting his stride a little bit more i think he is starting to kind of what i mentioned about jake gyllenhaal where it's like or what i mentioned about robert pattinson more or less where he's kind of doing more plot driven Mm -hmm. films uh and i think that he's just kind of like working on himself as like a person and he's trying he i think he really really is trying to make better choices yeah um it's hard though. I mean, again, he's struggling. Like he mm-hmm. he does ha- he is struggling with alcoholism, and he does have p he 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 has confirmed diagnosed PTSD. So I think that every time we hear like these kind of like tabloids and whatever about him, you I think you kind of have to take a step back and really kind of like evaluate like what happened. And you know, again, suffers from alcoholism, has PTSD, has all these problems. But he self-admitted himself into like a like a, a place to get clean and get sober. Mm-hmm. So I think you can see that he is actively trying. But again, that's all personal life. Yeah. But it's a necessary thing to talk about because it is. But yeah, so I don't know. Every time Shia is in, is in a film, for the most part, I think that he really, really gives it his all. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I don't really think Shia ever kind of phones phones it in ever I, I think he always kind of gives it everything he's got yeah um he does try like, yeah and I, always. And I see that like even even like i was saying like with um indiana jones and the crystal skull i never the, saw that film the fucking worst indiana jones movie <laughs> ever because they were kind of like trying to push it off where it's like shia labeouf was going to take over as the role and then yeah. they just never continued it yeah because they were like well 
it's Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did really like try in the role of playing like um this kind of like greaser, like biker son to yeah. Harrison Ford and going along with him and trying to like just uncover artifacts and like get away. Yeah. And I don't know. He had a hat, so I, he does have a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the necessary. <laughs> the hat and the whip. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Like I, I think anytime Shy comes on to screen, I'm about it. Like I, I really, really love his work, um, and I think that, like I said, I'm hoping that he kind of stays where he is, like right now with like the whole Honey Boy and the Peanut Butter Falcon, mm-hmm. where it's more plot driven not so much about the money and not so much about uh the names it's more about the plot it's more about the story and i'm hoping that he continues to work that you know and then maybe eventually he can start doing like more blockbusters like transformers again Mm -hmm. but i do think he kind of has to earn it back at this point a little bit um but i mean i I just i think he's one of the most interesting like guys like i I, I listened to his interviews i he recently did a, a round table with like a whole bunch of other actors um, because Honey Boy got like a lot of, um, you know, critics, like critical acclaim and all that. So they, they did a round table and just him talking about like his life and just everything. Like he's, he's an intelligent guy. Um, and I don't know, I, again, I've always stood by him. I always, mm. I always said, okay, I understand that he's kind of like being a shitty person, <laughs> but he's a good actor. Like he's a very good actor. And that's, that's what we're here to yeah. differentiate so, between. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Shia Bluff made my number five. All right. I can get behind that. You got a recommendation? Yes, I do, Frank. Ooh. Oh, you also have to tell us the movie that we're watching. Yes. Which I know. So, I don't know if you remember, yes. but I remember, Zach. I remember, Frank. So my pick for the movie, and I have to look it up just because I don't remember the director itself. But um, the title is Shadow. The title is Shadow. And it was a 2019, or sorry, 2018 film. It was directed by Zhang... Zemo. Nice. Thank you. Nailed it. Got it. So he was the director for like some of the the craziest, most awesome like kung fu slash like samurai movies ever, mm-hmm. including House of the Flying Daggers. Yeah. Which everybody loves. And then Hero, which I, I, I saw Hero. No, nobody really like talks about Hero, but yeah. Hero was a cool movie. Yeah. So his his latest film, uh, Shadow is what we'll be doing next. And cool. I'm very excited because I just like how you love Westerns. I love like old school, like uh, samurai and Kung Fu movies. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited to see this film. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, recommendation time. Recommendation time, Zach. Go ahead. All right. So it's been out for fucking a decade at this point. <laughs> um, it's a video game. It's something that I played continuously for one summer when I was off of school. Can I take a guess? Yeah, you can take a guess. Is it Smash Bros? No, but I love Smash Bros. Um, And I still play that. Anybody wants to fight me, I I main Pikachu and Captain Falcon. Remember, remember, dabbling when, in Luigi. Remember when, uh, when I like, cause I'm like, yes, <laughs> fuck you. You fucking, yeah, we, we were working together and he, like a friend of ours brought the switch in and, and I like, never played it once in my life. I can't, uh, to my defense, I can't play on just the fucking, <laughs> the, the one side of the Wii remote. But like listen, I can't fucking Zach do that. was talking all the shit. I can I am play. The, I I am can, the I'm best, not that bad. I am the best player in the building. Nobody can take me out. And then here comes Frank and I'm 
I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Never touched. <laughs> I never even touched a switch. That was the first time I ever, ever touched a switch. Mm-hmm. And that was maybe the fifth time in my entire life that I ever played Smash Bros. So everyone had, they had to like kind of teach me like the, you know, like this is how you move. This is how you punch. This is how you do this, how you do that. And uh, Zach, you want to, uh, you want to tell everybody how that, uh, how that ended for you? Yeah, he won. Okay. <laughs> Again, I couldn't fucking, it was laggy. I can't figure it out. I was still dabbling in King K rule, you know? And then he fucking like I he comes over and like we we play fucking the newest Mario party and this man gets like seven friends and he can he gets a one and he still goes all the way across the board. I never, I never played that game in my life. Yeah, and he still won that too. And I won that too. But anyways, uh back to the recommendation. So uh I have a tattoo of it as well on my wrist. Oh, Ooh, I yes. know what it is. Yes, you Ooh. do. And this is, of course, Bioshock. That's really good. The, the really trilogy good. of it, obviously, the third one got a lot of hate. Did because, it? Yeah, because it went into the sky I rather thought, than below the like, sea. Really I personally liked the story of three. I didn't so much like the, the mechanics as much mm. because a lot of what I loved from Bioshock 1 was it was like a dark, brooding, kind of like horror game with really interesting puzzles, really interesting ways to like customize your character with different uh getting the different plasmas mm-hmm. yeah, where yeah, yeah. you can like get lightning powers or like you can send crows yeah, yeah or bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the the horse one where it's like you can just send like this gust of energy. Mm-hmm. And it was just like such an interesting story at the time. Yeah. Where it was so like plot driven but like the, the world it, was really the cool. world was awesome and like the mechanics to everything and you find out like the whole story of like why rapture is. became the way it is yeah. through like these tapes that you collect and just the just the fucking like memorable would you kindly yeah, yeah like ah yeah. oh, it's so cool two was really fun as well but like a lot of that playing as a big daddy you do a lot of protect missions and I hate protect missions yeah. in video games. However, like it was really fun to like play as something that you fight in the first one. And then, like I said, like the third game, like you uh, end up going into the sky cause there's this new place that's up in the heavens basically. Mm-hmm. And it's again, like it wasn't critic wise the best out of all of them. I still enjoyed it for the story because it was just a mind fuck at the end of it. Yeah. And I mean, spoilers, it's been out for 10 years what? at this point. But you end up finding out that you are the villain in the game, but you've traveled back in time. Yeah. So it's all just really cool. And I have like the collection and you can still get the collection for, I, I would assume at this point, like seven the pr- cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume the price of like one of the games. Yeah. But if you can, like, go grab Bioshock because it is just it, – it checks all the, the boxes for me of, yeah. like, horror, great mechanics, sci-fi slash, like, Lovecraftian element, and then just really great driven story. Yeah. I – again, I'm not a, I'm not a big gamer, but um, Bioshock, when I, was a, when I was a gamer when I was younger, Bioshock was, like, one of the f- games that I absolutely adored and – I was just like, I would tell everybody about Bioshock. I'm like, have you played Bioshock? And like, no. I'm like, oh my God, you have to get it. I think Bioshock might be like. I'll still go and play it now. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's just so it good. still holds up so well. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the, like, the graphics were really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the colors 
uh, like the hues that they picked for everything, yeah. and then like the choice that you have, where it's like you can either save the little sisters or like kill them Fucking and get more em. powers. <laughs> yeah. But then that comes back to haunt you at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. And then the only bad thing was like the the final boss because it just didn't fucking make sense in the yeah, first yeah. one but everything leading up to that <laughs> fucking fantastic yeah um thanks zach you're welcome frank go pick up bioshock again no okay but, all right anyway yeah. uh zach take us out that's it guys that's number five number of five. acting chops so we'll be back next week with number four mm-hmm. hopefully by that time i'll have my pick hopefully yeah <laughs> but until then thank you guys for listening now frank roll them credits